Hi, I'm Sakai Machachi and this is the Scan Sparks podcast. I'm an artist based in Glasgow and I'm working with the Scottish Contemporary Art Network as their artist policy officer. The Scan Sparks programme is exploring grassroots inequalities focused working in the contemporary art sector. So I'm talking to people about their experiences and approaches to creating, developing and sustaining grassroots projects. Today, I'm talking to Ika Headlam about their project, We Are Here Scotland. We Are Here Scotland is a community interest company with an aim to amplify the voices of Black and Indigenous people of colour, BIPOC. In particular, artists and creatives who reside in Scotland with opportunities to share their work, connect with each other and have their voices heard within the wider art community. We Are Here Scotland is currently raising money through their Creators Fund to offer BIPOC artists an opportunity to receive some financial support with their practice. Details of this fund and how you can contribute to it are linked in the description of this episode. I just wanted to start off by asking what prompted you to launch your project We Are Here Scotland? You know what like um, we've been asked this a couple of times before I basically I have a podcast called um, Creating Me Podcast um, it's been going on for like well this is this is the fourth year now but it's like based in the northeast of Scotland like speaking to artists and creatives about their that their journey and like what they do or up and coming events or exhibitions and I remember like must have been 2019 probably like my second year doing like the podcast I was just kind of like at an event and realizing like you know really good relationships there but I started looking on the walls and said like nobody on these walls represented me my lived experience the organizers the organizers really nice people but all that kind of management that structural systems just had all white members of staff I kind of felt like oh I want to kind of reflect on this so the initial idea for like we are here Scotland was going to be a series of like specialised focused kind of podcast conversations with like BIPOC artists and creators across Scotland and then unfortunately I got really unwell at the start of 2020 so therefore I kind of like I remember setting up the Instagram page um, in January last year for We Are Here Scotland then obviously the pandemic set in got really unwell then came back and then this is almost kind of like on the back end of like the Black Lives Matter kind of like protests, which I've always kind of been vocal about these are long-standing issues, not just in America, also in Europe, especially in the UK. I felt like I needed to draw that attention about my lived experience and how all of us at that kind of time were just hurting as well. You know, we definitely were in a place of actually just kind of like, just being almost kind of like online, just being traumatized as well. There's so much, so much triggering kind of content 
but also kind of drawing the focus on also the inequalities that exist, not just with improved police brutality and loads of kind of social injustice issues, but it's also about the injustices and the struggles we have as black artists and creators navigating this predominantly white um, systems in place as well within like creative organizations in Scotland. Some organizations are very much aware that they do not like amplify our voices and some are actually kind of waking up to the fact that, oh yes, we can be doing better as well. So that's how like we are here in a long kind of tangent kind of came about and came to be. And I think it's been really, from my experience of watching it sort of grow as well, it's really you know touched on so many issues that, that we deal with as, as uh, BIPOC artists uh, living in Scotland. And it's, it's the fact that it's about Scotland in particular that I think is really, really important. That lens is not had as, you know, as people haven't really been looking through that lens for that long and with uh, kind of the, level of detail that you've kind of put towards it. So what um, what kind of guidance or support, if any, did you receive in sort of starting this project? You know what, it's just, it's, just, it's interesting because I've had lots of kind of just like informal conversations with people in the community, even more so like last year. I think like the kind of guidance I've had, I always go back to my lived experience growing up in London and the, even my kind of brief kind of stint of an art school and how racist and like this difficult it was with some of like the lecturers and stuff, you know, there and that kind of made me kind of feel like just drop off the world of actually being doing art for myself for a long time. That I kind of felt like, you know, this and this actually just speaking to friends who are not even involved in the creative community, that but they are people of colour that live in like London and Manchester. That's kind of made me kind of re recognise that just using like my voice actually to speak on my kind of experiences. I think it's kind of been like just universal that people can maybe be like in the community, especially in Scotland to be like, oh, I know what he's talking about. I know what that means. I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. So I think like a lot of it's been on my own and just kind of thinking like, right, let's just kind of get this done. Let me actually just start speaking. Some people might not even understand or resonate with what I'm saying in one particular post or what I'm trying to do sometime. But then I think like, you know, speaking to like, even like the likes of like yourself as well. I think uh, like last year I spoke to like Rhea, Rhea Lewis as well from Project X and like spoken to like loads of different people. Um, even like Sarah Wild and like Ubemi um, as well. Um, yeah, like this is, this is we have an open conversations with people. And I've always kind of think like when people actually just messaged me and they've been like, either like from mixed race parents, they just said, oh, thank you for just doing this. It's good to actually have a space within Scotland that someone's actually speaking about these kind of issues, you know, not even just on that bit of actually the, the, the creative industries within Scotland, but just somebody saying like, this is shit. We actually exist. We, we, we have feelings, we are people. We deserve to be seen and valued. People just, I think that just resonates with people. So I've had loads of different kinds of conversations and I think like advice, I think I always kind of like will touch base with like my older brother as well. Cause he's like, you know, lived a kind of very interesting kind of life. And I think like he's kind of guidance and support and even like my mom as well has just been very, very kind of just helpful kind of to me. Cause I think that kind of, my, my, I always kind of, I always kind of have that kind of knowledge of actually where I'm from is a very like, you know, working class um, background from London. So I, I recognize that 
my kind of position of where I am, I am just now, I'm very lucky, I'm fortunate in comparison to some of my peers who are not probably in positions that I am just in just now. So I've always got that in the back of my head of actually that I need to be a driving force, even for like the younger generations as well, to be like, I think I've spoken to you before about like, I know that like when you're a person of color, you kind of recognize that, oh, how much time do I have left to actually create something or what I'm doing to actually, and you know, to do something meaningful, that's very much important to me. It's just kind of like, you know, I kind of feel that um, these kind of things about like creating something, but also I very much have in my mind that through these kind of conversations I've had with lots of different people, I like our people to be inspired or kind of have the agency to do their things that they're doing as well from the creative industries in Scotland. I think that's very important. I don't kind of want to center everything on me and what I'm doing as a like um, creative practitioner, but also draw a lens to those people as well in any way I can. Yeah, I think that that's something that um, I was talking to you about earlier about that, like this idea of um, of feeling like in a duty of care in a sense, like as we as we get older and as we get like in tune with what it is that we know and what it is that we've learned over the years, like we're like, oh, right, now it's important to pass on this information yeah. in some way or to give, to inspire others to do the same. I felt the same responsibility. I think that it's actually a sense of responsibility that you have as a BIPOC artist because there's yeah. so little representation that you've got to kind of um, make sure that the next generation can see you that you're visible yeah in some capacity or the work that you've done is visible to some capacity now in terms of them um, i was just talking about like guidance and support in general did you receive any support from institutions or organizations or was it mostly from your peers and other people you know it's been through peers as well but like you know i've spoken to you before about even like the look again team who are predominantly white female um, artist team you know i've had a good relationship with them since like 2018 so it's just like like sally um, repo and that team she and hillary nickel they've been good people to, to touch base with and kind of like you know we speak about projects and ideas as well and I think they're very much like because I live in Aberdeen but I'm a Londoner so but I very much support it actually there being like a focus on what's happening in the northeast of Scotland as well so like I kind of feel like in comparison to the central belt no one really cares what's happening up here hence why I started the podcast so they as that organization look again um first of all they completely get that that's that's what they're equally about as well about drawing the lens what's happening to what's happening up in the northeast of scotland in terms of art and creativity so i've always had a good working relationship you know with them and i think like in in terms of actually kind of like financial support i from organizations i haven't had that you know in the first year as like you know an organization i mean i've been paid um fees for myself for my work as in doing consultation work last year a couple of times but I mean, yeah, I mean, like what I kind of spoke to you about earlier, my kind of background is and what I've kind of been exposed to and seen that being from an African Caribbean background, I've seen lots of people in the community do multiple kind of things. Someone would be a bus driver, but they might be kind of doing like selling jerk chicken at a festival or doing or doing like, um, you know, having a little catering business, you know, like people will say, all right, we'll go to that person because they can do the curry goat jerk chicken, fried chicken or fried fish, and they'll do wedding or bits and pieces as well. And so I've always kind of seen that, you know, even from like, in, even in my household, like as well, like my brother, like, you know, use our garage and cut people's hair for a little bit of money and stuff like that. So I've seen that kind of like entrepreneurial skills that people kind of use, but don't even recognize that they even have it. 
yeah. so there's kind of like oh yeah we just do that for extra bit of money and stuff but that's why I kind of like you know I love to see when people kind of like take these things they take it and they run with it and they turn that into like a business or they turn that into like you know they turn something into a, a really interesting kind of like creative kind of project because within our community there's so many there's so many entrepreneurs that but they don't really get that kind of opportunity in comparison to our kind of white counterparts where like they get the guidance mentorship and support so they kind of more just kind of do something they kind of more dip it in and out of it sometimes in our community but then some of us actually kind of make a really good go of it as well so i think like yeah i just kind of just had like a lot of support i guess from like you know even like from peers and like like i said again like look again kind of festival um team but also I don't want to sound arrogant and say like, oh, it's innate in me, it's a part of my blood, but I've actually seen that from like family members and friends growing up. So I just need to, from my kind of view, I just need to do what I need to do, what I'm passionate about, and I will just make it work, regardless if there's a budget or not. Yeah, and it's actually like really um, amazing that you highlight that pretty much just how like a lot of them, black people and other people of color have learned to exist within capitalism like it's kind of the way that we've always been and um, so what were the biggest challenges in you starting up like in terms of this project I think the biggest challenges I think for me like even like a personal level I was thinking like you know sometimes you feel like that imposter kind of syndrome because I kind of feel like there's loads of people within the community who've just kind of been speaking about these issues for a long time over the years and once you kind of get to know people as well you think like oh yeah they're they're, they're, they're actually about this life. They live this day in, day out. They want to make systemic and structural kind of changes, you know, and I kind of, so that's why I kind of feel like in one sense, I kind of don't want to kind of put myself out there too much. Maybe because I'm quite a bit of a private person as well. To some degrees, I'm not like, hey guy, look at me and I'm not a very showy-offy kind of person. I feel like, I think I'm just a bit more kind of humble, a bit more kind of reserved. So I like to kind of step back and analyze things and actually realize like, actually, yeah, people don't need to see my face today they don't need to see they don't need to see everything you know a blow by a blow of my like my life you know day in day out you know mm-hmm. let that be someone else like somebody's like, artwork that also i'm on instagram thinking, oh, i like that i'm going to share that and actually put their name there people going yeah people going to support that kind of person and stuff like yeah buy their work it's amazing that's what i think like that's that's my kind of way of actually kind of like doing things a bit as well yeah 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 <laughs> like that kind of makes sense yeah, and in terms of like sustaining the project so far, like um, what have you kind of found? Well, what what's been challenging, but also what is challenges? Oh yeah, so yeah, the challenge. I think the challenges is, is definitely about like yeah, like I said what like the imposter kind of syndrome, but it's, it's kind of been like, I guess you can be. I'll say like so the challenges. I say the frustration. You're thinking like, oh yeah, it'd be good to kind of like get paid maybe for some kind of things and stuff like that but then recognize that you know what like like I said to you before we recorded that yeah I work a full-time job I've got a small business and then like the podcast is I've got like you know being paid for some episodes last year as well so I'm good just now like you know so I think that's the kind of thing some of the challenges you think like right I'd love to actually just have a big budget to employ people to have office space to not use my table as a desk and have all this kind of crap notes and you know notes on the table and saying to my wife don't move that where's that bit of paper and stuff i'd love to have that kind of like you know opportunity to say like to um employ people within the community as well so that's kind of like one of my biggest frustrations saying like okay you can like hustle and work hard but it would be good to actually kind of like relieve some of that kind of like 
workload and have like a team as well. So that's kind of one of my frustrations that because maybe because as well, I'm probably a bit like not like I'm definitely not like a control freak, but I like kind of things done the way that I see, like to do. Yeah. So I kind of feel like no one probably will get the way I kind of work is just so random and like because people will notice that the way I, sometimes I post something in the morning or like I do something like at early hours. But yeah, I think that's kind of been one of the kind of like frustrations and saying like, yeah, when you're doing stuff and it's a solo kind of like effort or like, you know, project, well, as an organization at the beginning, at, at its very early stages, you do kind of feel like, oh man, this is this is hard work, but you just persevere and you kind of like persevere and just carry on. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like those sorts of things as well, it's like you're um, when you're self-directed. There's just so much, so much that you have to do all the time, like on your own. But then it's also in a way, like like you say, you become a bit of a stickler for doing things in a certain certain types of ways. So it's like even thinking about moving towards working with other people can be quite like difficult I've been I've been feeling that way myself we talked about the challenges but what what are the, the biggest successes because I've been obviously watching we are here Scotland grow for some time you know what like I you know it probably sounds really naive but I, I don't really kind of like see what the biggest challenge like the successes I think like yeah people are speaking about it and there's like a respect within like the creative industry especially within like people in the community that that's the main kind of thing for me I mean like you know I did like a talk with like um um Miriam Dinney um from like the VA last week and then it was kind of like I was really just, like you know excited about that and then but it's just like Wi-Fi gets on cutting out that like, typical you know so that was one of the kind of big achievements and, was, and you know and I think she actually asked me a, a question as well saying like oh yeah like you know how do you think like you know like you know would you say that you've made it and I was thinking, like actually that'd probably be a bit kind of naive for me to say that I've made it I kind of feel like in my position in my life experience I'd rather have seen a lot of us kind of make it before I actually say like oh yes I've made it you know and I'm, I'm definitely not kind of created this platform to be self-serving and I think like if the platform we're here Scotland supports someone get to a stage that they're like oh yes you know I've made it and I'm a part of that and I'm like oh that's cool then that's all good you know so yeah I feel like there's been loads of different kind of success like even in terms of like you know press and like even like locally had my first kind of like press article in the newspaper, even though there's some bits of the article that I said to the guy, look, that's not, that's not right. Can you change this? Can you change that? And I don't think they still done it. So I said, you know what, it's what it is. But that was kind of a, a thing as well. But even like one of my white friends who's done some press stuff locally in Aberdeen is going like, you know, he knows very much gets why I wasn't getting that kind of press. And he's kind of like, you know, like a kind of post saying oh it's funny that isn't it like you know this guy does this he's like amplifies northeast oh, northeast um, scotland creatives and does all these kind of have a different kind of bits and pieces but yeah for me i think it's just like that kind of recognition even though it's like three and a half years it took for me to kind of get in that position where somebody says hey this guy does this and he does all these other kind of things and stuff that that was kind of cool but yeah i feel like um yeah it's, it's been yeah it's not like it's been overwhelming but I kind of like because I'm always on the go I haven't I haven't even sat down even during like the Christmas break to be like oh yeah I've done something oh that's kind of cool you know I have not done that I do not actually I rarely actually do that I just keep going and keep going no it can yeah. be really difficult to actually get tell yourself to stop I think that one of the things that we are here Scotland is doing that is really important is a uh, 
not just shouting out and highlighting the um, the BIPOC artists in, in the Scottish um, art world, but also you're really working towards helping people with, with um, their practices as well. So I'll talk a little bit about the We're Here Scotland Creators Fund. Can you discuss why you feel that this fund is necessary and especially at this moment? Do you know, I think like for me, why I felt the fund was so necessary is just the fact that there are some kind of like institutions and organizations who do offer us in the community funding, but I didn't, I didn't really think even from my own personal experience from it, which was, wasn't great, you know, applying for funding um, that last year, that I, just, I didn't feel like, even the conversation I had with people in the community, I didn't feel like there was a fund that can truly reflected us and what we needed. So I kind of felt like, let me kind of come up with something really kind of practical, practical and feasible. So that's where I came up with the creators fund of saying like, I just want to raise £6,000 and split that £1,000 each month. So two people or two organisations, you know, will get £500 each that whether they were putting on a showcase, you know, they wanted like, like they were a musician, what is like studio recording time, they were a photographer, needed new equipment. There was an illustrator, wanted to kind of do like a online kind of event. There's loads of different kind of um, things that I wanted to kind of support and just make it more or less like, okay, like, you know, if we, get to that target, how people can access this money. So basically saying, right, let me do something because I'm dyslexic as well. So I'm probably being a bit selfish in that, saying that, right, how would I, what would be something easy and simple for me to respond to that kind of like challenged me and said that, oh, what do you need this money for and stuff like that then. But also that's why I kind of felt like that was so important to be like, let me create like a Google document online form that someone can just fill out put all their basic information, what this 500 pounds is for, like, you know, give consent for us to use the images on their on our website and on our social media kind of platforms and stuff as well. I think, yeah, something that's, got, something that's kind of just understandable and actually to the point. I think like other organizations or institutions are very much kind of bogged down and actually how does this sound, you know, and then they're kind of obviously wanting to kind of quantify and measure all their kind of data and information and stuff like that. And I get it, like as a big institution and organization, they need to kind of do that. But for me in the kind of grassroots level of being a community interest company, I'm thinking like, well, you know, that is very much like on a basic kind of like understandable kind of level that someone's not going to be like, oh, that looks cool, but I'm not doing that. Have you seen the application form? That is wild. I'm not even going to do that, you know? So there's been some things as well for, even for me. We spoke about this before. It's like, you look at something thinking, oh, that sounds good. Somebody, you know, you, know, you get that in your network. Somebody shares something with your email or something to you. And you'd be like, right, let me go have a look at this. And then you're going to look back and you're thinking, like, oh man, this is going to be, this is going to be like a mission and a half. I, I, I thought I could sit down for like maybe a couple of hours and maybe get this kind of done. So I, don't, I don't want to kind of, I don't want it to be a part of that kind of process. Because if you actually do something like that, it becomes more complicated for people in the community to actually want to access basically like a 500 pounds. Let's be honest, it's not a lot of money like you be also become a part of that problem as well. You know, you become a part of that kind of like institutions of like people saying, well, oh, that's cool that that person does that, but they did this fund and like, that's a bit whack. I can't, why am I gonna actually like, what's the, how's that gonna benefit me? It's gonna be, seems like more of a hassle for me even completing an application form just to get 500 pounds, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that's why I kind of like take this kind of like process of actually kind of just simplifying things. because. You don't need to overcomplicate things as well. That's the thing people need to kind of recognize you that you, you can actually kind of like make things accessible and make it very much straightforward and to the point. Yeah, I think accessibility is like a really big 
issue in regards to that. I find myself doing certain applications and it's taking me like you know, weeks, maybe even months to do the application only to be rejected and then just be like really despondent about it, not just because of what you could have done with the money and what you could have done with the project, but also just because it took so much time and it's unpaid for at the end of the day. Um, so I really like the fact that you, you've kind of simplified that process and with your fund as well. At the moment, it's doing really well. So I'll definitely put like a link to the fund to get this uh, uh, recording uploaded while it's still crowdfunding stage. So if you were speaking to someone who was looking to start up something similar to We're Here Scotland um, or who was inspired by your work, what would you tell them and also what would you warn them of as well? Do you know what, like, I was going to, like, you know, it's kind of tell them that, you know, if you're, like, it's going to be hard work, especially when you kind of start in this, but try and, try and surround yourself in a network of, like, good allies, like, people that actually support all your efforts and your hard work. I mean, I kind of feel like, um, and everything I kind of do, like, it, it wouldn't benefit me, even for, even on, like, you know, running, like, a community, or, community interest organisation, just having people that are just pessimistic or negative, I'd like to have be around myself around positive people, people that actually get things done, people that are actually going to support everything that I'm kind of doing, but also kind of challenge me as well. So in the right way, so I kind of think like, it's, it will be definitely, I'll tell people it would be hard work, make sure you get all your legal stuff sorted out. Like I got, um, I got a bank account open last year for We Are Here Scotland just because I'm with like Barclays. So basically it's like a charity account. So you don't get any charge for any kind of fees, all those kind of things as well. So make sure you get all your tax kind of things kind of sorted out as well. Cause you can have a good idea and a plan for things, but I kind of feel like being somebody of color, being a black man, that if I kind of mess up on this and what I'm doing, it's going to impact other people who come after me. So I need to set an example and being like, right, everything's just got to be on point that I know what I'm doing, that it's all legit. So when somebody says, hey, when you want the receipts, I go like, here you go, <laughs> like, you know? So, cause like, that's that's always gonna like the kind of possibility that people will say like, hey, like, well, what's happened to this or what's happened to that? And that's why I kind of chose to be a community interest company that you can be very much transparent with everything that you're doing as well. And, and with your funds, even, even in a point with like, say if I get funding to kind of like create a team around me, I have to let people know how much money that we generated in our year, you know, as well. So, and I have to make that kind of public. So I was kind of felt that I spoke to a couple of people about this and they said, oh, why do you choose this? I said like, well, when you're like, you know, a black man and it comes to money or there's this like another conversation that some people are not ready for. So that's why I kind of make, try and make things a bit more kind of like this, like I'll say to people, yeah, make things kind of transparent as much as kind of possible. And yeah, definitely being a, a team around your people that you can definitely kind of trust as well and I think that's like for me that's like definitely happening at the moment that I think there will be hopefully in like the near future a possibility of actually kind of creating a team lighting the load of everything I'm doing and getting people within the community who know what they're doing as well and they've got like years of experience as well like I can just kind of like I know like I don't want I can bring a friend in that I really get on with really close but it might not have a clue about what I'm kind of trying to do or what I'm trying to convey so it's just like those kind of things I kind of tell people. And also, yeah, like allow yourself, like, yeah, take some breaks when you need to. I think you you absolutely need to when you're kind of doing everything, when you start something by yourself, 
you need to do a lot of kind of research and kind of figure things out on the spot as well and, and also be open to kind of being challenged as well because some people will be like hey you know why you know maybe do this a different way you could do this another way and stuff like that you know I kind of feel like as like even though I'm the founder of We're Here Scotland I'm always open to having discussions and like about how I can move things in a, in a more progressive kind of way so I'm never going to say to someone oh no don't message me don't don't tell me what like to do and stuff. This is my kind of organization. But when I say that we are here in Scotland, it is like we, you know, it's all of us, you know. So yeah, those those are kind of some of the things I'll kind of like say to people. Yeah. It'd be really great advice as well. I think that um, yeah. a lot of the time people kind of yeah, you're talking about working with friends and stuff like that. And it's amazing you can do that, but really trying to find the people who are the right people to work with and um, who know what they're doing and who are who are passionate about it as much as you are as well is really good. Um, to go on to like funding, because this um kind of the research that I'm doing at the moment is related to uh to the issues around funding. So in terms of funding, do you feel that there was a specific funding body that you could apply to? And did you feel that there they were approachable or yeah, at all? Do you know what? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, very, I'll be very kind of politically correct right now. I don't think there really was. I think when I thought there was, I soon found out that there wasn't. Um, you obviously know what I'm talking about in a very cryptic way, but like, you know, I guess it's like a lesson to be learned. And I kind of feel that um, I haven't seen anything else really within the UK that I said, hey, that's about me, my people, that reflects my lived experience. Unfortunately, I haven't seen that. Actually, no, tell a lie I did. There was someone they would, I can't remember, I think I shared their stuff as well. The Rooted Zine, they're based in Liverpool. Yeah, I did see that. They were, yeah, they were part, actually, yeah, they were part of a fund as well. I think they're doing something similar. I think they were doing like £2,000 a month or maybe. They said they were awarded money from like another organisation. So they kind of like did like a judging kind of thing and they like um, awarded people in the community each month last year. That, and that was really good to kind of see. But it's almost kind of like, you know, I kind of see that there, there is a kind of frustration there because like of that whole funding kind of stream, that network is it's never made available to people like us. We're not in charge of endless amounts of money. So like that, hence why I kind of feel like, you know, I had to kind of start oh, like a GoFundMe campaign and then like aiming to just get like 6,000 pounds that I felt, I felt personally comfortable with and actually achievable in comparison to organizations that just have millions of pounds and then, like, you know, and then, like, and then seeing them not kind of like distribute it or kind of like meet the needs of the people in the in the right way. So yeah, I kind of felt I never kind of felt like, especially last year, over the past few years, that there was like anyone in terms of funding that reflected us as a community, especially within like the creative industry that said like that and that appealed to me to be like right. I can go for that, and I know I got a good chance, you know, of getting something from that. I haven't seen that at all. That's actually quite embarrassing to say, like, and, and, and here's me, I'm 39 years old. So I wonder what's going to happen for, like, the next generation of, like, younger up-and-coming, up like, biopop artists and creators. Yeah, and I think that um, even just the, the work that you're doing to create this this particular creators fund, it may go a long ways towards making something that doesn't exist at the moment possible. Um, so I think that it's really great. And what apart from money do you feel was necessary to get this project off the ground? Because obviously a lot of it was done without a lot of money. Yeah. Do you know what? I kind of feel like there's that kind of bit of actually um, 
I think it's just kind of just getting kind of this more exposure and like, you know, having like an equal footing within other institutions and organisations within Scotland. I know it's very much at like, you know, at its kind of early stages, but I'd like to get the organisation to be a point where we can sit down and speak with like, you know, people in the Scottish government and stuff or people in institutions that kind of like, who are like the gatekeepers of certain things as well. I think that, that, that it's kind of been like going on for so long that I've seen people like within the community who are really kind of talented and lots of kind of different kind of creative outlets, but not getting that kind of spotlight or shine on what they're doing. And I kind of feel like, oh, like, especially like within the music industry in, in Scotland, like they, you know, the powers that be amplify the people with acoustic guitars and, you know, and, and this doesn't relate to my kind of lived experience. Though I'm not knocking that kind of music. I listen to some of that kind of music, but it's just kind of like, lots of kind of things just kind of have to kind of like actually change, but I kind of recognize it's going to take a while. Like it does with many kind of things that from people do in the community, no one really, people will see you, but they won't really see you until you actually at the table and actually saying to them, right, what's going on here? Like, you know, things have to kind of change. So I know it's going to be like a slow process, which unfortunately is like part and part of like the live black experience when we're looking for like equality and kind of change that's just like, oh no, not just now, we'll throw you a bit of breadcrumbs, you know, we'll throw you a little bit of this, be satisfied with that, that level of change. But I'm like, I think for me, like, yeah, I like to, the organization to be on a level, actually having more greater influence across like um, Scotland's kind of creative industries. And also with that, if you were speaking to an institution today, what would you say would have been important areas of support that you feel were missing? Do you know what I think was definitely missing? I think is actually in terms of that level, or even like that kind of mentorship, or actually with from people that look like us, like from like you know by people like you know BIPOC artists and creatives who who've got some longevity in their career. I think that's definitely kind of missing as well. I mean, like, for me, like, it's that bit of actually representation matters. Seeing someone in an elevated role spares, spares you on, you know, it makes you feel like, oh, that's achievable. I need to see more of that, you know, across the board. I think, like, organisations and institutions have to kind of recognise that. I'm not saying, like, just choose a random black or brown face and say, here, here you go. You know, it has to be the right person in that position, but, like, like I said to you before, like, you know, I kind of see it like, you know, the game is a game as in like, they will like, some people like, oh, look, you know, we've done this and we've done that and we're moving on now. But I'm just like, no, you can't move on now. Like you literally cannot move on and go back to the same old, because if you do that, that's just going to be detrimental to your organization. And we all know that, but also kind of like, you know, it has to kind of be on that level where it's like, I'm not saying to people say, hey, like quit your job and just get like a random black person in, but it has to be like, a uh, I know it has to be that kind of bit where it will take a while to actually, yeah, get the right person job. But even from that basic, even a mentorship kind of level, that when somebody we know in the community, we know lots of people who are very, even like, even way more qualified than certain people in the institutions who are running, you know, who are running like the show, that you kind of realize that they need to kind of like sit down, have discussions and say like, well, how can we make things more kind of like accessible for people in the community because the fact that I'm doing like a platform, you know, <laughs> like from like, you know, my living room or on my phone or running an organization, it's not that hard 
to kind of make some to create some dialogue and make some kind of changes it's really literally not that hard yeah. to actually kind of do that and I think that's it like people I think in organizations always kind of like play a bit stupid or play a bit dumb or actually oh we don't know what to do like you know what to do you literally have all the means to make effective kind of change immediately but we kind of play this kind of like swinging swings and roundabouts kind of game which is kind of frustrating that you kind of see and also be exposed to hence why I kind of feel like you know they just have to sit down and actually have these kind of conversations with us because like I said to you before like regardless of like being under the kind of like the white institution gaze I'm not I'm going to keep moving forward of what I need to kind of be doing and actually yeah and inspire and and work with as many people from the community from the community as possible that's that's kind of like my kind of like you know aim and my kind of goal so they can actually get on board with or like jump on the train now because like basically the train has left the station already so like you know it's down to them whether they actually want to kind of like say hey like slow down a bit like we you know we want to kind of work with you but yeah i kind of feel like you know that they're going to do what they're going to do it's not going to really truly kind of change on their level and i'm going to do what i need to do and many others like me will keep on doing what we need to do yeah and it's interesting because you were saying this earlier about how um our white counterparts do actually get this other thing that we don't get which a lot of time which is funding and um institutional support with mentorship and all of these other things as well and it's like we can see that it's doable because you're doing it for them so can see that same thing being done for us and also same time there's a lot of institutions tend to talk about this idea of like um well what we need to do is train people up we need to train people and then like you were just saying as well there's actually people who are more qualified even than the people who are already working in these institutions and it's not about training at all it's about it's actually about giving people the opportunities to to work within the field that they're very very well suited for and have the have tons and tons of experience in so what are your plans for the future with uh, We Are Through Scotland? And is there anything else that you're working on at the moment? You know, I think like plans, there is, there is a couple of few, like, like I said to you before, I kind of hinted, there is a kind of like, I guess like informal kind of team, couple of other people getting involved. So we've had a, a chat this week and we're having another video call next week. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there's lots of kind of different plans and in terms of like actually kind of thinking about mentorship. You know, I was thinking about like um, an, an alternative kind of therapies kind of program to recognize that in the community, we need it. <laughs> you know, we definitely need, you know, to kind of just like actually have a safe space, to actually just talk and actually just kind of like, not say kind of breathe. I mean, like this Excel as well, because like, I think that last year was the buildup of so many other years that we kind of had to kind of take on. So there's a lot of trauma that we're all kind of like a lot of us living with, like in the community. So yeah, there's lots of kind of other different kind of projects kind of thinking about as well. And I, I don't actually kind of forgot I don't want to say too much as well about it as well. I don't want to kind of jinx it, but there are kind of things like I said, like alternative therapies kind of program, thinking about doing something like that. Definitely want to kind of push forward with like the podcast. That's what We Are Here was going to be, a podcast. And I'm going to rule myself out of hosting that. So there's a couple of people, once I kind of get funding, somehow somewhere i want to kind of approach a couple of people to maybe do a six series six episode kind of series kind of podcast maybe we have like one episode each month and i want to pay them for their time as well as well i think that's kind of so kind of like valuable about everyone kind of like getting involved or doing something kind of the banner we are here 
I'm also saying to uh, predominantly white organizations, pay people for their time, value them for their time. Exactly. You know, this, you know, this, that needs to kind of be done. And what else was there? God, there's quite, there's quite a bit of a list of um, things. Yeah, maybe doing some like online kind of group discussions, um, Zoom kind of talk, networking kind of events. I feel like that kind of connection as well, because like um, we both spoke off before before we recorded about where we kind of have, have lived within Scotland has been filled with predominantly white spaces and the conversation I'm having with people online is actually, I just need to be in a space with people that look like me. <laughs> you know, I just need to actually have an online kind of like connection or, but more as having kind of like, I think these kind of online kind of Zoom kind of events will be kind of like a focus on maybe like career development within the arts as so actually kind of getting someone, paying someone to facilitate be a host because that's not going to be me <laughs> i'm rule myself out of that but then also like paying like like two or three panel members to contribute to this um topic or um particular topic or discussion i think like yeah those are the couple of a few of the things and for me yeah i want to i want to get back on like podcasting because i think the last podcast i actually did record was like commissioned for um Northlands Creative, their glass last week. And I think I finished that like in October and then everything came out in like November. Because I've just been so busy with so many other different kind of things, I want to actually kind of get back to doing like the podcast, like my first kind of passion, my first love and doing that and doing kind of more like episodes as well. Because yeah, even like doing like stuff like the the, the podcast was like the first year that when Northlands Creative approached me and they said, oh like, oh, what would be your fee? And I said, this would be my fee for each episode they didn't say like, oh no, we can't do that. It's not on our budget. They're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. You know, so that's a good work relationship I have with them. And we might be doing some more things again this year. But I kind of feel like even with like on the podcast front, I feel that in this fourth year now, I feel that I don't have that kind of pressure to kind of like constantly churn out episodes. It's very much well-established and what it does, people know about it in the Northeast of Scotland. And I've got some like recognition in England and other places for like, you know, podcasts and, and stuff like that so that's that's all good so yeah I think for me it's just kind of loads of different kind of things like moving into a new home I definitely want to get into like just DIY kind of stuff and just being off I actually look forward to kind of taking a break from social media as well so I will be kind of doing that you know and actually yeah, yeah celebrating my daughter's second like birthday and just kind of like just like just giving her all the opportunities as much as possible and then just enjoying seeing like you know her like you know enjoying life and you know this yeah I think there's loads of kind of this different things and seeing family and hopefully when like lockdown kind of eases up can maybe catch up with friends and stuff like that as well so yeah I think there's lots of different kind of things like on the go for like you know we are here Scotland put and the podcast and yeah I mean yeah that's yeah loads, you're loads always of, a very busy person like you're just always yeah. always doing something yeah, um, it all just sounds really exciting, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how things sort of plays out. And um, but thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast with me, and thank you for um for being so open and so honest about your experiences. And um, it's been really, really amazing to talk to you. Thank you.